0: Twilight 3, Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney catch waves, and Bill Cosby is dead. This week on 30-2010.
1: 30-2010, 30-2010, three decades every show sometimes associated videos. 30-2010, 30-2010, surprises and excitement. Yes, we're going to the 90s and 2000s and 2010s on 30-2010.
0: Hello and welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years into the greatest anniversaries of television, movies, video games, music, and so very much more. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me?
2: I'm Diana Goodman, and I'm going to spend 10 full minutes expositing on what earthbending is.
0: <laughs> oh no. You went deeper than I. Did. <laughs> oh my god.
3: It's me, Sarah, and son Rubbin, is racing.
0: Oh. <laughs> and I, I think this is a cool episode. Nothing will ever beat Dick Tracy Fantasia Acid for me <laughs> this is the summer. But but like there are wonderfully bad movies in every decade
1: Ooh. of this. Like oh boy. famously and then just awful bad films. movies. Yeah.
0: But yeah. I, for me, famously awful. Things I've seen too many times and have too much relation with. I cannot wait to tell you more about it. Now, i got to say right at the top, though, we are executive produced by Joshua Classer and many fine people at patreon.com slash laser time. There's a brand new episode of uh, 302010 Games where we dive in-depth to the video game anniversaries with Game Apocalypse, Mr. Diana Goodman, uh, Michael Raparez, and Maddie Allen. Check that out there with a bunch of a new Sick of Star Wars bonus episode about our favorite Star Wars stuff outside of the films. Hmm. Uh, yeah, toys, games, Mandalorian, and more um but sorry 30 2010 uh if you don't know what the show does we examine three decades on the same week June 26th through the July 2nd is what we'll be talking about this week in 1990 2000 and 2010 so get ready for a whirlwind through time cuz man there is oh just utter fucking garbage to go through <laughs> i cannot wait uh, but
2: so much of it is like amusing garbage yeah
0: yeah watchable yeah. like well summer trash one i one yeah. i got particularly mad at and it's it's it won't surprise anybody. but like, and, and also, for some reason, uh, two stampedes, crushings in, in different decades. Yeah,
1: uh, that's weird. wild.
0: Uh, because we try and give you a little bit of news when we can on the 26th of 1990 in June. That's a terrible way to say a date, but the British people got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the 2nd of July. Uh, a stampede during Hajj kills nearly uh, 1,500 people in Mecca, the second highest yep. death toll in history.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the fact that uh, the the worst one is actually in 2015 that killed 2,400 people because you- the Hajj is one of the pillars of Islam that mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to Mecca if you are able at least once in your life, and you have to do it at a certain time of year. So every, I think these huge crowds, they're just amazing, and uh, they're not. They they've tried many, many, many times to come up with better ways of crowd control but there's like this one particular footpath bridge that you got to get over that when something goes wrong it's right there and people get stampeded
0: 1500 people died of feet of, of yes. like of, of being crushed yes uh, it, I, I look and i'm not one to knock anybody's faith but let's really put this to the test during COVID 19 like do you want to get yeah. out there I could brave the stampede. Uh, Bad taste, but like, but it could be interesting. Let's see if we can socially distance this uh, pilgrimage.
3: I think if people are willing to try out going to college football games, which seems to be (laughs) in the works, I'm pretty sure a religious, you know, uh, obligation is. If if an
0: old boomer is going to fight a Walmart employee over bad golf clubs, yeah, (laughs) I have to imagine people of faith will make the pilgrimage. Okay, I did not mean to be insensitive to our Muslim brothers and sisters. There's a cat on the couch. Okay, I can go back to the show. (laughs) Movies of 1990. We're recording from home still. Uh, Movies of 1990, June 26th to July 2nd. And these are just wonderful turds. Oh my goodness. (laughs) One I saw in theaters. One I saw for what I felt like was five more years. But uh, the first one I did see in theaters... Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know where to begin. Barry Mm. Corbin, Christine Ebersole. Oh, I say Omar Gooding, Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother from Wild and Crazy Kids. He's a little kid in this movie. Uh, Denise Nicholas, Salem Grant, Kimberly Russell, and of course, the cause. Bill Cosby in Sidney Poitier's Ghost Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Cosby's got good news and bad news.
4: Stop the gas! The bad news is... What's wrong with daddy? The good news is
1: he's... A big sissy. A ghost. A ghost. He's a ghost. Do you know how weird that's going to make me look? Oh, there goes Diane. You know, Casper's daughter.
2: Everything's perfectly normal.
0: Bill Cosby. Ah! Ghost Dad. Rated PG. He didn't talk in that TV spot. <sighs> that, did you pick that one on purpose so people weren't triggered by that man? No. <laughs>
2: No, it just is the one that explained the concept the best. Bill Cosby is dead. I don't regret saying that sentence.
0: (laughs) And we're not gonna exalt Bill Cosby in any way in this, so I would say I would really encourage you to listen despite how much you might hate this man. If you can't go through it, be sure to skip ahead because we got a really fun move to talk about after this. But this is a regardless of what you think about Bill Cosby now, this is one of the most fascinatingly awful films I have ever seen in my whole mm. life. I <laughs> I was not capable of calling a film awful in 1990, but this one really bugged me. Mm. <laughs> it okay. really bothered me and there was nobody bigger in a kid's world than the cause. He had a he, he still has a primetime number one sitcom. He's got Fat Albert, Picture Pages, put in commercials, but he has the he has the failingest movie career that ever failed. And yep. I yeah. have the only thing I I hate about the worst thing about the Bill Cosby situation is I don't think we'll get a thorough examination on what the fuck happened here. Anybody you would talk to, no matter how many podcasts want to go through it and even get in touch with people who made the film is no one's talking to Sidney Poitier about this. Uh, There has to be a more fascinating story why this is so this is so bad. I am like, this is clearly a first draft of a screenplay. It's not a it's not fucking rocket science. The dad is a ghost. We Mm -hmm. can do this. This movie's crazy and first drafty as fuck, and it was in development for like fifteen years. Yeah, originally Steve Martin. It was supposed to be Steve Martin because it makes sense. to to be done with a not fifty-five-year-old physical comedian in the 80s it it doesn't make a ton of sense for bill cosby to be here anything you like about him which i know is diminished um doesn't show up here on film you think there would be plenty of ghost gags like just turn like what if et was a ghost and also a rapist i mean bill cosby like that's <laughs> that's what ghost dad should be and it, dude did any of you guys wa- like rewatch this or read about no. it no
3: no i saw no. it i know i saw it when i was a small child because auntie Sayu and i talked mm-hmm. about this the death scene, the way that the dad Dude. dies, stuck with me so hard as a child that, like, I was pretty terrified of getting in a cab for like a long time. That's just as like, a little kid.
4: That's just like the
0: first of holy shit. Why is this happening like this? It shouldn't mm-hmm. be this hard to make the dad a ghost. But the dad, oh, I'm a dad, and I've got, got work problems. I'm a single dad dating a much younger, prettier person. Let's not, not harp on that for too long. I gotta go to work. Uh, and he gets in a cab with a Satan worshiper that takes him on what feels like a 20-minute ride cut straight out of the middle of Scrooged. Like, yes. like, <laughs> like, like Why is this happening? Uh, and then why does this cab driver murder Bill Cosby for no reason? but he does, <laughs> but but he does, and then Bill Cosby's a ghost, and then, fascinatingly, this movie sets up ghost rules, that they can only be seen in the dark, and can't talk, and they move weird, so Diana, he sucked, in the middle of a, what should be a physical comedy sequence, he sucked over to London and meets with a paranormal expert, played by somebody with a sir in his name who deserved better, and-, and no. Who- who tells them that like ah you, your your soul can't find your body? They are a st- we all know what ghosts are, and this movie adds nine hundred fucking layers to what a ghost is. Not only that, <laughs> it confirms being a ghost is somehow hereditary. Like ah, what? just like your father. <laughs> for real. Like this movie is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's just like your father. He was a ghost too. Like what are you talking about? And there's an expiration date on being a ghost, even though no one's ever seen a ghost in Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is wearing a suit the entire movie that would have got Obama, like, roasted on Fox News. Just an ugly 80s brand <laughs> suit. And nobody's ever seen – I would love – if you could please – I will only want to see ghost pictures if you can see an 80s ghost. No one sees 80s ghosts. They only see, like, Renaissance and pioneer ghosts.
3: like little Victorian ladies
0: like dude this did not have to be but of course I think you know they pulled their punches because we can't really kill the dad the single dad Mm. of this family and of course they do not but it's like the roundabout way to get there it is so fucking weird and it is awful it was awful before I knew anything about the, the badness of Bill Cosby Am I, am I being too harsh on Ghost Dad? No one cares if I'm no, too harsh.
2: No, absolutely not. Now, I'm just so fascinated that this is the final directorial effort of Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier! Okay, who, besides, you know, being an actor and a civil rights activist and just an all-around cool dude, uh, he directed some, like, a good, director. good movies. Dude, like, Roger, so Roger, Ebert,
0: Roger Ebert calls him out in particular, like, what the fuck did he... What happened? he's directed like he's a competent director this sucks
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know what, what, what interested are, him in the project i don't know why he decided yeah this is gonna be just like buck and the preacher like I, like just, i
0: said i think we're underestimating how powerful bill cosby was at this moment
2: this is true
0: it's 1990
2: true. but we're also past leonard part six
0: it's true. His last, his last, that was his last movie. He wasn't in a movie between then and, well, I guess it's only like a couple of years, but it's yeah. like, they're, they're famously terrible bombs. And I wouldn't have watched this again. I just remember we were, uh, we got invited to a free beach house and who's going to turn that down? But then it's like a place with no internet and two channels and like a 13-inch television and a DVD player. And that's all we have like three years ago. And we go down to the goddamn grocery store and buy one of those ten movies in one. And like this was, – I was buying The Wizard and Sergeant Bilko and – the sandlot and this just came with it and it would like <laughs> so like let's put this on and i was like we were fucking baffled we couldn't look away every every cut in this movie is the wrong one it, it, it's like and, and, God. And i don't know i don't want to examine it too hard because like bill cosby yeah. is a physical comedian and like should have been able to do more with this but like the, the comedy comes from almost everybody else it's hmm. it's very very strange. This movie fucking sucks. Like if we hadn't already <laughs> canceled Bill Cosby, I would have voted to do it just based on this film. Yes, I have <laughs> what, I have semi retired the I have a, an official like Ghost Dad crew T shirt that I bought in an <laughs> awesome San Francisco vintage store, uh, and that was very funny until ten years ago, and now I just can't mm. even bother with it. So I hold mm. that against him too.
2: What's so strange is. I believe two weeks time we have the much more famous movie about ghosts from 1990 Right, and the fact that they would put them out near each other, which also does have some ghost rules, but they're no, very no. clear and understandable ghost rules. Dude, it, if you, if you have
1: hereditary,
2: s-
0: if you have seen that other movie, like some of the stuff in this movie makes more sense because they don't explain it very well. And this, hmm. the trailer makes it looks like this, this like special effects blowout. But the reality is Bill Cosby's just in every scene. In the same suit, and there's almost no effects in it. It's it's awful. It's it's so bad. Fucking hate this movie. Uh, shout yeah, out. it's
3: very terrible.
0: Shout out to Omar Gooding. Uh, love yeah. Wild and Crazy Kids. I'll play donkey basketball any day with you, man. Um, <laughs> do you want to move on to the next movie, Sarah? Your turn. Your time to yes. shine. Um, uh, Carrie Elways. Uh, I almost read this backwards. Like Ron Burgundy, Kidman, Nicole. Uh, Nicole Kidman <laughs> Randy Quaid Robert Duvall and Tommy Schwami Cruz uh, Days of Thunder and it's number one at the box office It's
3: nothing I can't do with a race car we'll oh, see
4: how you do in the crowd oh! we can fix it right here so what's it gonna be you get back in that car you'll die I'm not taking anybody's word for what I can do because nobody knows Days of Thunder rated PG-13
0: trying to recapture okay. that, that fucking Top Gun magic. Yeah, and,
3: yeah it's uh, Top Gun with wheels. Yep. Is, this,
0: is it the same director, Tony everyone Scott? Everyone
3: is just yes. as... Oh, it is the same director? Yes. Oh, well. Tony the same Scott? producer, yeah. same
0: director, and Tom Cruise.
3: That explains everything, because it looks exactly the same. Everyone's sweating mm-hmm. their balls off like in every <laughs> scene, Everyone's face is extremely damp all the time. <laughs> it's very weird. But, yeah, this – I wa- I actually watched a little bit of this today. I didn't watch the whole thing. But, I mean, this
2: is famously the movie where Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman meet and fall in mm-hmm. love. Oh, it is this yep. one. They're, okay. Yeah. They're going to get married to us in a couple months. I mean, it's whirlwind. Yeah.
0: Yeah, whirlwind uh, or uh, <laughs> public or... relations efficient. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you forgot about John C. Riley.
0: Is he uh, in yes? this too? He's yes. in another stock car movie. Yeah, wow. and yeah. Uh, I don't
3: know. I like this movie. It's fine. It's not just Top Gun. Okay,
0: it is not. This was on like uh, HBO Free. Pre- I've, I've seen this more than Top Gun because wow. how much it, like sorry. I taped it off like an Ew. HBO Free preview. And and uh, like I don't think is this like officially NASCAR. I don't like whatever. Like. Uh, like, uh, I think NASCAR, whoever, they were very happy to be associated with their own Top Gun and kind of gave this production company everything. Oh. And one of the yeah. main cars is the Hardys car. So every Hardys in my town <laughs> had a promotion for what felt like years because all of that shit ended up like in people's homes. And mm. like, I'm just looking at Days of Thunder shit, like this movie that like is number one in the box office, but like, before tom cruise had made worse movies this was his worst and
3: (laughs) yeah well Uh, and to watch him so he shows up on like the first time you see him is of course him roaring up on a my on a motorcycle yeah and then but when he gets out and he takes his helmet off and everything he's like looking at this car like yeah i could drive that (laughs) it's like it really made me feel like wow he really is at the peak of his powers here I feel like in 1990 like he's really I think well not the peak but he's really starting like a decade of just domination like he was the coolest guy in the world back then
2: yeah. I feel
0: like No no he, he, well, was, he was also hmm. this is
2: him going back to making shit
0: yeah, dumb
2: I, action shit. Because his last movie was Born on the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. like a serious movie. He can seriously mm-hmm. act. He's, he's got an Oscar nomination, according and to the the internet. For a uh, couple of years, we have dumb crap. Probably, ac-
0: really. According to the internet, this movie's budget was cut at the tail end because he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Born on the Fourth of July. Oh
1: gosh! And, and so, like, oh yeah,
0: he, yeah, because he wasn't, and like, and and part of this that is fascinating that I would really like to dig into more. There was just a little bit of like trivia I read somewhere. I mean, obviously this is the Top Gun team with Tom Cruise, who is now a fucking household name. So right. they have they have can't lose Hollywood money, and the stories you mm. read about how they spent it is <laughs> is ridiculous, and, and would probably get everybody canceled today. They said like a
1: right. uh, oh well,
2: Don Simpson was still alive. Right? Yes, <laughs> well <laughs> that explains I mean- everything. Because uh, yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer movies. It used to be Simpson Bruckheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simpson, well, he died the way everyone expected
0: him to die. But his heart exploded on a hooker filled with cocaine.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And
0: because the, the the story's like I... he kept Donna Valour dresses and his and his so his assistant would go out and pick out women in Florida and bring them back into the room and like all this gross shit. They at the hotel they stayed in, they said they uh, rented out one of the storefronts so they could set up a private gym with Days of Thunder neon everywhere. And that hmm. even the writer stalled production twice because he didn't like the barn in the, in the scene. Build a new one! Every Like, everything in this movie went over budget because, like, this had, like, can't-fail-fuck-you money. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't quite the case. But I'm well, sure it made its money back.
3: I mean, this is definitely the being of his ascent, though. I mean, the next movie he makes Far and Away is... The actual name of the movie Far and Away is
1: yeah. not good,
3: but then after that you've got a few good men, The Firm, Interview with a Vampire,
2: Mission Impossible. Like these are all great movies. Yeah, yeah they. I mean, they're all watchable. I mean, this is watchable in that like brain turn off kind of way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it, no, it it, it's, it's like about? it's he's it's just rubbing made, you.
2: and they like have you know the drama of the cars and make it look mm-hmm. interesting and like oh Michael Rooker got a head injury will he ever drive again I don't know <laughs> I mean it's a sports movie it's yeah. the same it's, it's just it
1: was- all the
0: same. it's like it's if, if Top Gun were Rocky these is they just it's, like I I also like to compare this this is uh, Tom Cruise's Ace Ventura when nature calls the what? thing, the thing he signed up for, like I guess I'm supposed to do this, but I didn't know I would be this mega famous. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Like, hmm. <laughs> like the the only real bad Jim Carrey movie during that trajectory is the Ace Ventura sequel. That just like why wouldn't you do a sequel to your first movie? And it's essentially what he's doing is breakout moment. He's yeah. making a unofficial sequel to it, and it's it's one of the least notable things in his career. It's very strange. Yeah. It's, it's it's not offensive in any way.
3: It's and, most notable for that's how he met his soon-to-be wife, mm-hmm. soon-to-be ex-wife. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a sports movie. It's not breaking any uh, new ground here or anything like yeah. that. And so, you know, it's fine. I would
0: also like to the shout out. The, it's 1990. So if you'd like to travel back four years with me to 1986, this has a new song uh from David Coverdale, who you might not recognize as the lead singer Mm -hmm. of Whitesnake. And and gone solo, gone rogue, to write the official theme song for this movie, which is called (laughs) The Last Note of Freedom. It is, is, spoiler, it's about love. And it's like, it's everything, big hair, tight jeans, Cock rock horse shit is supposed to be it, it, in that it's six songs in one. It's a ballad. <laughs> it's an 80s montage theme. It is, he screams at the top of his lungs. I, fu- I listened to this three times with a giant <laughs> smile on my face. I have a little clip of it. He can't go on in a world where love is defeated.
3: Um, uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro.
0: He screams like this for another fifty seconds. It this makes is... my
3: throat hurt hearing it. A <laughs> world is defeated. <laughs> well, and I also have to say that I did enjoy watching this movie after all the interesting news that's been coming out of NASCAR this week. Yeah,
0: yeah I keep it's teasing uh, my right wing soon to be not friends like uh, you do what you want. Apparently, I'm marching over here with Colin Powell, NASCAR and the NFL. Like I had what strange bedfellows we've become. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: Mitt Romney and George Druggles. W. Bush,
0: Elmo. I don't know. We're all against you right now. You might want to <laughs> tighten it up, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'll root this in an air. Good. We put a date on the show for a reason. Why not? It's We're technically discussing four decades. Um, hmm. Yeah, if you want to get meta about it. 1990 television, uh, if I may move into that. You guys good on Days of Thunder?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. It's,
2: it's just so, it's so dumb. It's not, wait. It's so, just so dumb. It is. This just. Nothing new or original. There's like no thought put into anything. It's just like vroom vroom wee. <laughs> <is very>
0: <laughs> whole movie. That's all vroom, I remember. Vroom, He's we. just rubbing you, Cole. He's
4: just rubbing you.
0: That's my bad Duval. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it has a. And I think they just discovered an unreleased Days of Thunder video game like the other week. Uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh.
3: Okay, last thing I'm going to say about this is that I did have some glee from at one point. Like, John C. Riley is on the pit crew, and John C. Riley is a tall man. Like, he's he? a very large man, right?
0: I don't know. With like, that Steve Brule hair, fuck yeah.
3: It's so funny to watch him. Reach into the car and pull Tom Cruise out of there. Like Tom Cruise is like a little kid that like d- wow. is throwing it because you know they have to like pull him through the window. But it looks like he's just like coming over and like pulling his bad little kid out of the car. Like you're coming into the house because he's so little <laughs> next to him. It's awesome.
0: Eat an apple, you <laughs> big dummy! For your health. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Tim and Eric in this house. Uh, 1990 television, June 26 to July 2nd. The NBA draft airs. That used to be a big deal, right? In this era, like in the Jordan era, everybody was paying attention to NBA stuff. So it aired in prime time on network television. Uh, uh, Derek Coleman is drafted first, followed by Gary Payton, who would go on to be good at NBAing. Um, That is me pretending to cite sports statistics. And on the second, what? The first MasterChef debuts in the UK?
2: yeah i had no idea wow. that MasterChef went back to 1990 not wow. 2000 i double checked because it seemed like it's something from 2000 but no 1990 is the first MasterChef that they use in the uk and it is spun off to 61 countries Wow! holy smokes
1: wow. i mean
3: i do love a cooking show like a cooking competition show i Watch every season of Top Chef. And that's like usually one of my go tos when I'm in a hotel room is to find a channel that's, I guess it's a food network airing like a thousand episodes of Chopped and Guy's Grocery Games, <laughs> um, which are both, by the way, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see some 1990 <laughs> UK cooking competition. Like, what are they cooking? Oh, oh God. Uh, got- found another way to broil chicken. Yeah. They're like This has got marmite on it for your most exotic ingredient. Your challenge is Sun to make chocolate tomatoes.
0: Your challenge is to make chocolate <gasps> taste terrible.
3: Go. And- <laughs>
1: And okay, they, they are good nah. at chocolate. There's some good
0: Cadbury out there, but some of that stuff is like, Jesus Christ. This is supposed to taste This is you could have told me this is a Pixie stick. That make it taste like chocolate. Sorry, I'm not complaining about British. I'm pissing a lot of people off this episode. And here I go again <laughs> as I move into the video games of 1990, which we discuss in a big mega episode for our patrons at patreoncom laser time with a bunch of other stuff, but uh it's really fun to dig really deep into these games such as as far as I know, Final Fantasy Maker Squaresoft's last racing game, uh, Rad Racer 2, and some incredibly weird arcade games. Do Have you ever wanted to play as pigs who eat for points, or... Viking. You mean
3: my life every single
0: day, or or Viking football? Like it's so weird. It is so fucking weird. Please check it out. Like Patreon. Literal com, Vikings. Yes, or yes. Minnesota Vikings. No. It, the I don't know. I don't know if they're Vikings, but the year is six twenty one, and it's in the name. Do not Google it. You have to be a patron to know what I'm talking about. Um, wow. Uh, But we'll talk about it at patreon.com slash laser time But music of 1990 This is where everything gets super important Because obviously the lead singer of Whitesnake Has a Days of Thunder song out Why wouldn't everybody get out of the way These people felt like they could (laughs) challenge God And that's why we salute them (laughs) Uh, (laughs) New releases from the Dead Milkman Metaphysical Graffiti um, A Busted by Cheap Trick After the Rain by Nelson Oh
2: we get to talk about Nelson In a couple weeks when they hit number one (laughs) Then oh, I will wow. give you the full du- download on how... Really, d- let's just take... Nelson is why we got Nirvana.
0: Is it? All right.
2: Just seriously, why grunge happened is shit like Nelson. Yeah. Mm. We'll it's, go deep into it when we get when it becomes number one. It's
0: also why my Beavis and Butthead Stewart, Stewart action figure says unicorn on his shirt. Uh, <laughs> Danzig 2, Lucifuge, Lucifuge, uh, by uh, I guess... Danzig? Danzig. Uh, Just kidding. I love it. Goo by Sonic Youth. Uh, that's a, I remember liking that album a lot. Live It Up by Crosby, Stills and & Nash. And Biohazard's self-titled debut. But none of that can be number one this week because there's a Whitesnake song. No. Uh, Step by Step by New Kids on the Block is number one. We will close out with that. But when we get back, people, come on. Get ready for some glorious two thousand.
4: Like, everything everything I thought I remembered like about Ninja Gaiden soundtrack, which is, like, one of the best soundtracks of the 8-bit era. And, like, man, all these tunes that I loved so much were actually part of the Ninja Gaiden 2 soundtrack. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments on Twitter when uh, the the composer for Ninja Gaiden 2 actually responded to a tweet of mine because I noticed that Irene Liu, uh, Ryu's girlfriend mm-hmm. in Ninja Gaiden in the original NES series, who's also a CIA agent, was very clearly patterned on um, what's her face from Blade Runner, not Pris. The, the other, one. yeah, Sean Young, mm-hmm. her, her character, who's escapes me right now, Ray Finkle, Ray Finkle, yes, Ray <laughs> Finkle. No, it was, it was it was Sean Young, and uh, but like that, that same like weird retro throwback pompadour with the ponytail, like mm-hmm. that's that's Irene Lu's hairstyle. And I was like, oh, I, I might be late to the party on this, but I think she might have been inspired by this other character, and like the composer responded and said like. Uh, I talked to whoever the character designer was, and he said, probably.
0: (laughs) The most most Japanese confirmation ever. (laughs) (laughs) Not legally say, but probably. Please look forward to it, Michael. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime, in exchange for just... Five bucks, and you'll support all of the laser time shows, including Viggin Apocalypse, right, guys? Yeah. Coming into 2000 with Country Grammar "Hot Shit" by Nelly from his debut album of the same name. When a song that
3: song still slaps, de- you When a song yep. is
0: is this good, I I am astonished Nelly isn't still around. Like like, how can you not sell music and be the person's name on this song? This song fucking rules.
3: It's so yeah. good.
0: And I've always wanted to dress uh, Kelsey Grammar up like a hayseed and just say, "Get it." Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. Welcome to 2000, June 26th through July 2nd. Uh, new releases from Cottonmouth Kings this week, High Society, Fortress by Sister Hazel, uh, Notorious K.I.M. by Lil' Kim, Ooh. and a bunch of studio debuts, including The Hour of the, Wil- the Wilderbeast by Badly Drawn Boy, Gift by Taproot, and uh, Half Hour Power by Sum41 be with you by Enrique Iglesias is still number one (laughs) I tried a little bit of news to bring you into the world of the fun world of 2000
2: imagine if you will speaking of celebrity couples Mm
0: -hmm.
2: we'll have another wonderful celebrity couple that will never ever ever part ever
0: yeah did you read that thing about like the the tabloids to this day will latch on to any bullshit information that they're getting back together because the public goes crazy when, it's
3: truly when the, truly when
0: crappy. they even think about these two being back together. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston marry uh, in two thousand. They were only married five years. You can find tabloids tomorrow with their pictures mm-hmm. on them. Fifteen years it's, later,
3: it really did capture the nation. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> 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 it captured are, our hearts. It truly did, man. And there, I mean, there are still people that talk about this like it's still going on it's
2: just very strange to me well yes yeah, like to the tabloids it is still going on because I, I mean like you know brad pitt becomes famous starting around 91 92 and mm-hmm. then like he's dating all these different women he's like it, he's they say he's engaged to all of them you know you go through like your Juliet lewis's and uh of other folks and then oh they finally settling down with america's sweetheart and then then they got divorced and he runs off with that oh, that other woman and then literally seeing magazines with like the headline, Will she ever find love? I'm like I don't, she's a millionaire. She seems cool. Yeah, I think she's path. fine.
0: I think she's fine. But I think I think also they are both they were both not only beautiful, they both look exactly the same. They both <laughs> they both look really good now. And so we want them to see them because they would just look like they hadn't ever been apart when they get back together. Uh, Well,
3: they're both like just they're like both beige
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and tan, you know, like they have the same. They look like they could be related.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It looks like like they'd be sold in the same aisle. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm going to ship. I'm
0: shipping these Aryans. I got the guts to do it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Also in the news The very next day Just slightly overshadowing Overshadding, overshadding Braniston uh, Nine killed And crushed During Pearl Jam Concert set At a Rogue's Guild Festival in Denmark That's fucking awful Yeah right? oh, I, I
2: did not even Know about this Like
0: oh jeez rem- They were pushed Up against a gate Yep I believe My god I remember reading About that I don't I I, I, I should have Looked into how Like, wh- Like I cannot listen To Jeremy again like what? Like, what? <laughs> were they going in? Were they going yeah. out?
2: Yeah, they're like, no, nope, we're only playing stuff off of Itology, and everyone's like, no, nope, your verses are ten. No,
0: I fuck that. Spin the black circle, baby. I'm in. Uh, that's me dispensing all the pearl Gym knowledge I have and bringing us into the <sighs> movies of 2000 with something.
2: Oh my god! That, Again, we have we have some bad movies, but oh yeah, watchable bad movies sort of kind of and then also problematic but Mm. can we talk about one of the most disappointing things that's ever happened to the world
0: i don't know i don't know know if i call it most disappointing i uh, think no
2: i will call it incredibly disappointing because the opening 15 minutes or so of the adventures of Rocky and bullwinkle Mm. are really fun and then everything falls apart because the movie actually starts <laughs> then, yeah, then it's not fun. Which but is about
0: making a movie 10, about it.
2: It's the first ten or fifteen, like they capture the spirit. It is so much fun, and then it just sucks. And,
0: and shout oh. out to uh, what is it? Was it Keith <sighs> Keith Scott is voicing Bullwinkle because uh, the original Bullwinkle is dead. June Foray is voicing yeah. Rocky, and I, if oh, I, wow. I love her so much. I think this might be my favorite voice of hers. I really, really love her Rocket Squirrel. When I was watching this, I'm just yeah. like. I can't. I can't fucking hate this. At least, even when I was watching Scoob, like at, at least, at least. Uh, uh, oh, I lost his name again. Um, who's the voice of Scooby? Too. Never mind. I, it's not Frank Don Welker? Messick. Frank Welker. Yes, I, lo- I love that he's still involved from beginning to end. Uh, if you're considering the movie, the end, but it is it, Rocky and Bullwinkle is just this b- bizarre trajectory of a five year TV show from the '60s with. I give Hanna Barbera a lot of shit. Rocky and Bullwinkle animation is far worse, but yeah. but the writing is so charming and fast, especially for children's for what you would consider children's television. I remember the first time I saw the word sex on Nickelodeon was in the background of a Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, <laughs> it was in the alien spaceship. They were next to their bookshelf and they had a book called Sex on Planet X. Rocky, <laughs> and Bull- it was it was mildly subversive. And Key Scott, uh, plays not only Rocky or not only Bullwinkle, but the narrator. And the narrators, I love the narrator in the movie. The narrator has, yeah. I think, all the funny lines because he'll make fun of yeah. that bad pun aside. Rocky and Bullwinkle <laughs> move forward. And like, like that's good. That gets the spirit of the Rocky and Bullwinkle. But the rest of it is kind of this, like, it wants to be a cameo showcase. And if you love character actors and David Allen Greer, you, that's what you'll see, <laughs> which I do. But like, mm-hmm. no kid in two thousand is like, "Oh my God, Alan Arkin is, <laughs> is that Randy Quaid?" But the one they would have got, which I totally forgot about, is Keenan and Kel are in the movie, right? Because I, I was like way out of that demographic uh, at that point. But yeah, they're 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 what's the matter, you alumnus? Uh, Randy Quaid, Piper Paraboo. I never thought I'd have to say that word again. Uh, Robert and Nero Jason Alexander, and Renee Russo in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle.
1: We've never been in the real world before.
0: For anyone who's been told they couldn't do it.
1: I could fly if I head to.
4: couldn't try it. Kind of makes me feel discouraged or wouldn't make it. This bull is for you Of Rocky and
0: Bullwinkle. Did, did I reiterate in the last ten Ooh. seconds? We're in the year two thousand. Titanic yeah. reference, sync soundtrack, CG cartoon movie. I in think the 60s. that's
3: Backstreet Boys. Oh my bad.
0: Uh yep. larger it's than It's really,
3: less. really just the sound of that song. Really was bringing me back.
0: Uh, Oof. That makes you. Yeah, <sighs> uh, Rocky, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's pretty embarrassing for everyone involved, mm. except for Rocky and Bullwinkle. Do I think? Well, yep. are okay. What's
3: bad about it?
0: Uh it's 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 hard to say that it's bad because like when i go back and watch batman movies like everyone who's not batman is having a fucking blast and it looks like both robert de niro and jason alexander said this is the only thing they've ever done explicitly for the money <laughs>
1: oh wow both of them That's said that independently
0: but they in bernie russo they look like they're having a lot of fun and like if if you can imagine like you get to play a cartoon character you grew up loving and has never left television. Neat. Like they look like they're having a good time. But it is it is it is broad, but it is meta. It's it's I don't want to say ahead of its time. Like it's
2: oh it's I mean yeah, there's a lot of meta stuff besides, you know, that the narrator knows what's going on. Like the whole it starts with the idea is like, oh Rocky and Bullwinkle were on this TV show and they've just retired to Frostbite Falls and everything's fine. And then uh, something something government Something, something, they activate, they give them the green light mm-hmm. to get make a movie. And that brings them into our world. It's like, okay, that's cute. The idea they got the green light, like a movie script would get the green
4: light.
0: I, uh, and Janine, Garofalo to, plays, Janine Garofalo plays a movie executive named Mini Mogul. It's cute. Hmm. It's it's perfect Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's said like it, in one Bullwinkle second. Uh, I, yeah. I, I like
2: it. Uh, meanwhile, the um, uh, fearless leader played by Robert De Niro with like patent leather hair Boris and Natasha have started really bad television, a TV channel based around spies, and apparently everyone from Potsylvania is a spy, and there's actually a couple good gags in there of, like, their television is so bad, it will kill you and destroy your brain, and that's how they'll take over the world. Yes. Hmm. It's like, okay, there's a couple good jokes in there about their show that's called like spies crush their enemies on Monday and <laughs> three wacky spies and their horse who will also be a spy.
1: <laughs> and and <laughs> it's like,
2: okay, that that's fun. And so all like the setup stuff is really just cute gags. And then they start like them and Piper Parabo that have to like drive across the country for some reason to get just, and then it's just
1: like, <sighs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all a little ridiculous, but it's like, like, I would murder at least, I would say, 27 Hanna-Barbera shows for Rocky and Bullwinkle to still exist. It's good. It's, it's oh, like, I love it. It's wonderful. It it, tra- it. it transcends, like, how bad it looks, even though it has a certain style to it. It is, like, even at the time, people are like, why is this so jilted and terrible? But the dialogue is really fun. And it, mm. it, it never – it's so fast. Like, cartoons back in the day were really, really slow. Uh, and, yeah. In terms of plot And like the narrator is William Conrad Constantly screaming, tune in next week And by next week he means in, like four minutes We're going to jump to like an Aesop's Fable or Peabody and Sherman <laughs> it, it, It's so fucking fun uh, I, I think Robert De Niro I, I wish, I feel like him doing his taxi driver line Is really uh, embarrassing yeah, it's Are really you talking to me? <laughs> but this, this, I, this like that. I saw this in the theaters And this made me laugh so much one of my favorite actors ever just yelling the name of one of my favorite movies ever.
4: There has never been a way to actually destroy a cartoon character until now. What about that movie Roger Rabbit? Shut up. This is totally different. <laughs> 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 it
1: still makes me laugh. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> all right. Are you, are you ready for probably the most confusing tidbit about this movie, though? Yeah, give it to me. It is written by Kenneth Lonergan, mm-hmm. and if you don't know that name, that's the guy who did Manchester by the Sea.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we
2: all got wow. to start somewhere.
0: I would. Uh... He also
2: co-wrote Gangs of New York and wrote and directed You Can Count on Me, which is a wonderful. I, movie. I love that Manchester movie. by the Sea. Maybe one of like as a slow, sad character piece. That's mm-hmm. the kind of thing he does. <laughs> and he is the only credited screenwriter on wow. the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know, he's just showing range. Wow. It really is? He Dude,
0: is? whatever, you all have to start somewhere. But it, it bums me out in that Rocky and the Rocky and Bullwinkle had been in the Zeitgeist up until up until this movie. Their 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 cartoon had never left the air. They were in at least advertisements throughout their entire like from their cancellation in like early the early 70s into like the mid 90s. If this would have worked, we'd still Kids would know who Rocky and Bull. There's a really good Amazon Prime series, actually. They rebooted mm. it. It's good. It's it's oh. totally good. I, I I can easily recommend it. Get high, watch uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle on Amazon. It's not bad at all. It's the, it's the opposite of bad. But like, uh, yeah, I think this movie this movie embarrassed people, and I I, I don't know. Like mm. watching it now, like I'm not that embarrassed by this. Like there was way worse shit that came out than Rocky. It's it's bad. But it's like it's not that bad and it's it's pretty authentic to what Rocky and Bullwinkle is. I, I just feel like it it, it, it made it, like going over like you first when researching I go to the wiki and like no one cares to have updated anything about this movie. And, <laughs> and that, that made me sad. Why would you? It made me sad just because like I, I know I love that story, like right when my friend's dad got to, <laughs> uh like I walk into my friend's dad's apartment, he's like, Look at our dad got us, like what? And like all the cardboard standees from the home video release of Rocky and Bullwinkle and all throughout their house were cardboard standees of Rocky and Bullwinkle. And only now as a forty year old earlier like that was like the week after he divorced. He had no furniture and just the whole Aww. apartment is filled with Rocky and Bullwinkle standees, and we were the happiest five he had four That's boys. Awesome. Five <laughs> boys ever. Aww. Like we like I'll sleep on the floor for an eternity to have these all over the place. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. And Aww, uh, I would love to have them. Because his dad was such a huge fan of Rocky and Bullwinkle and he'd go and rent the videos and we'd watch them in like, you know, this I don't know, it got passed down from generation to generation in like one bad movie. This was sort of a punchline for a little while. And it's mm. eh, sorry, I, I don't need to talk about it anymore because it's not it's not worth recommending. I just don't think it's as mm. bad as people say it is. Hmm.
2: There okay. is so much good stuff in there right. that it's one of those frustrates the shit out of me where it's like another couple passes on this script and, and you would have nailed it. Like you got so much mm-hmm. of the tone and that's, that's hard with Rocky and Bullwinkle because their tone is like, so there's so many puns. There's a lot of sarcasm. There's just goofiness. The,
0: the, I mean, the narrator, pun based
2: humor is like 800% of
0: it. Fearless leader works a lot better when you can't see him. And here's the real truth of the whole matter. Rocky and Bullwinkle are never funny. It was <gasps> Boris and Natasha who were funny. Ah. And, uh, so, so, like, but, you know, it gets misinterpreted throughout. They drive the plot along, but, like, Boris and Natasha and the narrator are the funny people. Uh, Rocky and, Bo- like, I'm driving really, really fa- really slow to this next joke. Gee, Bullwinkle, do you think the punchline's coming up? I don't know. <laughs> Punchline? <laughs> like, that's... The, the, but Boris and Natasha, they were the funny ones. Uh, they made everything silly and so did the narrator. And, 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 I don't know, like, anyway, sorry, because, oh, my God. You ever have like a, 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 you ever go over to someone's house and like you log into one of your digital streaming accounts and like, you ever done that before? We've all done that before. Yes. So I'm making a public call. Who the fuck has my fucking Plex account and watches The Patriot every week? I cannot, I hate, do you want to resume watching The Patriot? (laughs) Never, never do I want to watch Mel Gibson's The Patriot. I fucking hate that movie. I, it's, it's, I, hate, I, 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 I would rather talk about Rocky and Bullwinkle Than these two fucking sad dad films uh, Yeah I can't, I can't stand real. this film uh, Shout out to Heath Ledger And of course Chris Cooper And why not Jason Isaacs, Tom Wilkinson And Julie Richardson uh, Mel Gibson and The Patriot if Your principles dictate independence Then war is the only way It has come to that I have seven children Now who's to care for them if I go to war?
4: I forbid you to go. I'm not a child. You're my child.
0: This war will be fought not on the frontier or on some distant battlefield, but amongst us, among our homes. Our children will learn of it with their own eyes. I'll
2: come back.
4: I promise. Mel Gibson, The Patriot. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, so to tie some shit together, yeah, does anyone recognize that music?
0: No. Is that from?
2: That's Born on the Fourth of July. Ah! <laughs> Oh wow. Penis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, another John Williams score. John Williams did the one for this one too. That's super un- super super forgettable. Um I hate this movie? I fucking hate I this do. I do too. And I do. It too. pisses me off because some of a lot of actually there's a lot of stuff in here that is good. The sort of on the ground realism of revolutionary battles and having to make your own bullets and shit.
0: Or, or why we have That's a cool. third amendment. Like, you soldiers sure. can't sleep in
4: my yeah. house.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm down with all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But getting beyond, like, how fictionalized this story is, it's like it's based on a couple people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, is, it was tone deaf for 2000.
0: Yep. Um, yeah.
2: Right. Because our main character is a slave owner who has a mm-hmm. plantation. And the slave characters seem really happy to be there Mm -hmm. and have no complaints whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And, oh, we're so glad you're fighting for freedom with us. Hey,
0: boss, you filed my taxes? You know I did. And
2: (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like, could you, like, it's sitting right there. It's just, you just have to pick it up. Just pick up the fucking ball. It's right there that this guy is fighting for freedom while he is denying it to other people. And Mm -hmm. could you just. Do something or since you're fictionalizing based on a couple of real people, maybe just not bring that up. Yeah. Maybe just have him be an abolitionist in the first place.
4: I
0: liked it when it happened oh, to Scotland. So I just didn't like it when it
2: happened yeah. to America. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Any scene with, with the black folks that he owns as property who are like, oh, I'm just you go off and fight that war and I'll watch your kids for you. I hope you can be free. Smile. Smile.
1: Like,
2: oh, no no, 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 no. No, honey. No. I hate this.
3: I hate this so much. It's so bad. Would you, yeah. would, you it's to, so really
0: bad. He kills people with a tomahawk. You got some cool cultural
1: priests in there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw this when it came out. I think mainly because I was kind of peer pressured by my gal pals who really were into Heath Ledger, um, mm-hmm. which, yeah, sure. He's great. Um, he's great. But yeah, I've tried to rewatch this and made it about a third of the way through. Where after the slave owning aspect of it, I was just like, no,
0: no. Yeah, I fucking, I fucking,
3: I don't need to do this. And also, side note Mel Gibson. Okay. (laughs) 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 He is, his serious acting, his earnest acting is no bueno. It's not good. He's very bad at that. He just yells a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Mel Gibson anymore, especially after this week again, because everything's happening all at the same time right now, apparently in this timeline. But (laughs) I definitely only I definitely never want to see him act like earnestly emotional. Like he is at best a buddy cop movie guy. And that's it.
4: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
0: I I, I, I think he's this. a he's a charming comedic action person and this is yes. too yeah. serious. We had him in
2: Chicken Run last week <laughs> and we right. damn it, he's so good in yeah. Chicken Run. Di, I think and it, now he's not going to be in Chicken Run too. Yeah, now he's going to be recast
0: in Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah. Make me male Gibson. He is my impression, mighty. Uh, I'm sorry, that's my, put that in the fucking audition reel. I'm saying this, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but fuck this movie. Uh, fuck everything yep. about it. It's,
2: fuck this movie. Although, you know, it's another, it's one of those things where I end up laughing at the movie instead of with the movie. Yeah. Jason Isaacs, God bless that man, mm. for making the, the British bad guy so beyond British bad guy standards. <laughs> like, we're used to our bad British guys and bad guys having British accents and being very upper class and snarly and sneery and all that. And he, like, this this is this is how he got that Malfoy gig, right? Yeah. Because he's so good at it. He's practicing. And he is so, the whole character is so hilarious of just like, yes, execute them. Nah, no, I want to hear them screaming more while I have my tea. Yes, give me the entire state <laughs> of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't give me all of Ohio. I'll stick the dogs on you. Oh, yeah.
0: Round on the outside, high in the middle. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I yes. knew I remembered something.
2: Gout out all the children's eyes. I need something to play billiards with. Yeah.
0: I, I I knew I remembered something else that was evil about this movie. The fake reviews.
3: What? Oh, they God, built they right. built
0: fake reviews and and used fake pull quotes from uh, a critic who didn't exist, uh, from a periodical that did. So they were caught. And then, like five yeah. years later, they got sued, and you could have collected five bucks from Sony. Uh, if you saw the movie and claimed on the basis on a, one of these fake reviews that they set that's up as part of their so publicity. that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, wow. yeah. The internet's just kind of starting up, you know? So, like, they're. they're <laughs> it's, oh, it's so awful. This shit is so Nobody awful. will
3: ever find out about this.
0: And just because I hate mm-hmm. the movie, uh, I'll spoil it for you. America won the Revolutionary War and we all built monuments to the British. I'm just kidding. Mm. That is not how wars <laughs> usually work. In. Yep.
2: Uh. Well, you don't you don't build monuments to the losers because you're sad they died. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I, now I feel bad. All right. What? Uh, yeah.
2: Uh. No, I mean, come on. How many times have we gone to you know have beers over by the Cornwallis statue downtown? Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm pouring out for Hirohito right now. Mm, one love.
2: <laughs> Gentlemen, Johnny Burgoyne, <laughs> represent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, um in uh speaking of dad movies, I have no fucking time for. Um
2: oh, this
3: movie.
0: I I I still don't get this movie. Um, it does
3: not age well.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. No. Huh.
0: No. Uh I I mean I didn't like it at the time, and um uh, George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, Diane Lane, John C. Riley, Mary Elizabeth hey, Mastrantonio, uh, William Fichtner, or uh Bob Gutten Car- and Karen Allen in The Perfect
4: Storm. <laughs> In the Fall of 1991, the Andrea Gale left Gloucester, Massachusetts and headed for the fishing grounds of the North Atlantic. Two weeks later, an event took place that had never occurred in recorded history.
0: Oh, there's so many men things I don't get, and manning a ship is one of them.
3: It's <laughs> rough. I mean, that's one of yeah. the most dangerous jobs
2: in you know that you can have. Yeah, uh, I think it is the most dangerous job, fisherman. Think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel bad we didn't even say what the Patriot's about, but who cares? It's a
0: revolutionary. Fuck the movie. Patriot and anybody who likes it, except for patrons. Yeah,
2: you're fine. yeah. Uh, per- perfect Storm. It's about what it says it is. It's right there yes. on the label.
0: It's a hurricane wrapped in an enigma. Uh, it's it's just a bunch, <laughs> it's a it's a bunch of awful weather events that combine together in a Venn diagram that is right over this poor boat.
4: Like and,
3: literally a Venn diagram. It's yeah, like two it's, circles yeah. on the weather coming together. Yeah. It. I, I, it's, uh, so I didn't see this when it came out, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch it for to talk about it, and I knew what happened at the end, and. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a dad movie, but I was really pissed off at the end because all those people died because of capitalism. I
0: know. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like, you know what it would I, make my, you know what my. It make, did
3: not sit well with me. My father, my, my
0: father's way. dead. What were his last words? He said, <coughs> tell your mother, I died at work. <laughs> 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 what the fuck kind of fantasy is this?
3: It's so strange like I I knew what would happen at the end because I don't know why someone spoiled it for me but I thought maybe it was because they were like saving a, another boat or like it was like these noble men like went out to like save
0: the to liberate head. these fishes from their icy cold prisons
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because They had to make money. And I mean, people do dangerous jobs because they have to make money. And it's just like, I was just
2: kind of pissed at the end. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's based on a true story. Well, it's based on a nonfiction book, Mm -hmm. which is based on the true story. Uh, But yeah, the idea it comes down to, it's like, well, they end up going through the storm because they're hauling ass back with all their fish and they don't have enough ice to keep them all cold. And they don't want the fish to go bad.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: And it's a yeah. real raw deal because apparently, like someone own else owns the boat, and then they take a huge cut off of you know the fish that they catch. It's just a raw deal, man. Yeah, it I don't know. It's yeah. just a bummer of a movie. It
1: sucks. Yeah,
2: but I, I mean, it's- really, I think it's it's number one compared to something like The Patriot, which has broader appeal in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because it's an effects showcase. And it's directed yes. by Wolfgang Peterson, who knows how to direct action like a mofo, especially on, on or under the water. Yeah, and I,
0: I remember In reading reading the, about the movies of the summer. That
2: was the selling point, is, oh my god, that wave is whoo!
0: Re- reading yeah. about the, the movies that were coming out this summer, nobody picked this to not only like kind of like lead the till... But like mm. this is the movie that's rerun on cable to this day, as opposed to a lot yeah. of the other stuff we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. This this had mm-hmm. this had legs. This was, I don't want to call it a sleeper because you can't have a it had legs. You can't have a
3: yeah.
0: hundred and twenty million dollar movie uh, twenty years ago and call it a sleeper. But like with George Clooney, yeah, and Mackie Mack and Mac Wahlberg. But uh, but yeah, I no one expected much of this film, and like man, it really fucking trounced everybody for a while. It stayed it stayed mm-hmm. in the top ten of the box office for like the entire summer.
3: The facts do look really good, and I do like boat movies uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit, especially because I like to think about what it must have been like to film this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never saw any behind-the-scenes stuff, but just getting pounded by water constantly, it just seems like it would just be one of my least favorite types of movies to ever film. It's, a, it's just CG showcase, the but there
0: there are practical moments in the film like fuck me. I hope this, like I love when a movie's like, I hope this never happens to me. I'm like, oh, even though I don't love you, this is effective. Good for you movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's like how many fire hoses were they just hitting Marky Mark with? Right. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. That looks very painful. Oh my gosh. Yes. And all the like, them
3: flying off the side of the boat and holding on by like a a rope. It's very I mean it is very intense and I would not I'm not saying that this is a bad movie by any stretch. It's just a fucking bummer (laughs) of a movie.
2: Yeah Yeah, I think this is the best movie we've talked about so far on the show this episode but that bar is pretty low. (laughs) Well the fact that it's 20 years later and the effects generally hold up Mm -hmm. that that's that's a big point in its favor because so many effects movies nah they got five years and then you're like what
0: that is the subject of this week's laser time cgi does it suck and Uh yeah, the answer is no but sometimes and a lot and sometimes uh, it's also the worst profession you can get into to make the most beloved movie magic in the world and it should be treated with more Mm. Uh, do you talk
3: about the uncanny valley
0: Oh, yeah, it's mentioned. Oh, nice. It's mentioned. You can't talk about The Rock and Scorpion King and not mention the Uncanny Valley. Every
3: time someone (laughs) brings up The Uncanny Valley, I just always have uh, Tracy Morgan's (laughs) voice in my head, like, No, get me out of (laughs) here. And they're explaining the porn on 30 Rock, the like CGI porn.
0: Yeah. And are we ready to move into TV? 2000. Uh, January June twenty sixth through July second. Soul Food, the TV show debuts. Holy shit, Mm -hmm. Soul Food! Uh, The movie didn't. uh, I mean, it was a small movie with an all black cast, so like it, like you know, it hovered around like number four at the box office. But everything else about it stuck around for a decade. The the soundtrack, the music, and the show Mm -hmm. on Showtime that debuts this week. Yeah,
2: for. Four seasons uh, (laughs) on Showtime, yeah, after the movie, and uh, I got a good clip. Soul Food is a movie about a big, humongous black (laughs) grandmother, aptly named Big Mama.
1: Big Mama demonstrates her love by feeding herself and her offspring enormous amounts of pig logs. Then, get this Big Mama's arteries are so clogged, they gotta amputate her arm. It was her leg! Right, okay, whatever, leg. Then she dies of a heart attack or another stroke or something.
4: God called her home.
1: And what does the family do after she dies? They get together for a Sunday dinner and eat the same food that just killed Big Mom. The same food. They didn't learn a lesson. Nobody went on a diet. And that's the end of the movie.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I will use any excuse to run that clip from the boondocks. Yeah, you're pulling a TL on so us. Much.
0: I love it. Uh, I love it. I love blue <sighs> ducks. God, love <laughs> God, yeah. I think
2: about that a lot when I get to the end of a movie. It was like no one learned anything. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I've not seen a fucking frame of the Soul Food TV show, and it's I not. I, but
3: I'm I am kind of interested in checking it out just because to test my theory that any show on Showtime only has two good seasons.
0: I I mm-hmm. I would say even less than that. In a Showtime show at this point, you need to have five good seasons before I'll check you out. And I'm looking at Mm -hmm. you shameless who I, which I also don't love,
3: which you bring up literally every single dude. It's
0: an hour long (laughs) show. That's been on the air for 11 years and everyone's girlfriend makes them watch it. Is that correct? No, it's just me. uh, Okay. But, uh, uh, man, video games this week uh, this is why we had to like spin off the video games into its own special shoe um, because the amount of notable games released into in this tiny 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 window of like five days is utterly absurd I know Sarah and Diana aren't the biggest gamers in the universe but like Deus Ex the first one is out so is Diablo 2 so is Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio so is Marvel vs. Capcom 2 so is Mortal Kombat Special Forces. So is D&D and sports games and a whole bunch of other shit that, like, that's why we had to move it over to the, the other show so we can talk about wow. it with our our, our video game-loving uh, friends from Game Apocalypse every Friday. We're about to do our best games of the year so far. Let's see if Last of Us 2 gets there. Uh,
3: sounds but- like it was a perfect storm of video wow! game releases.
0: Wow!
4: Oh, my God, Sarah. <laughs>
0: You win the thirty twenty ten merit badge uh, this episode. <laughs> it's just too perfect. And you know what else is perfect? Closing out with Lil' Kim, no matter uh what, Hell, the, yeah. what they say. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll close out with that, but people, you gotta stick around for twenty ten. Stay right there. No matter
1: what people say, we got it going on, me give yeah, oh. the house the money to do oh. What oh. What they, God, you. Crazy. Oh. What I gotta do, so why y'all keep hating on me and my crew Y'all saying QB, look at them and look at you True. If I was you, I'd hate me too
0: Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co hosts Jerry and Adam beg to differ, except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark. Exclusively available at patreon.com/slash lasertime. Here's a little taste. My country. <laughs> Just dementors reaching yeah, out to grab it. your it's face, so good, and I want to piss my fucking pants. It's so I good. cannot fit in. The oh ride.
4: no! <laughs> Wait, really?
0: Yes. No, I'm for the viewers at home. I am 6'6 and three hundred and twenty five mm. pounds. Holy <laughs> not, shit! Not extra fat. I mean, certainly you could say a fat guy, but I'm just a too large to fit in any of the rides. Are anymore. you kidding? The, the last time I went, the universal in uh, yes, it was a waking Nightmare walking around the park it's hot imagine being at an amusement park mm. minus all the fun stuff okay. you just
4: go around being disappointed <laughs> again I guess and I'll again. have another $14 dollar churro right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just,
0: I, I think you'd still like Star Wars Land though because, because, yeah, you know, because uh, it uh, doesn't that Harry Potter ride would like takes place inside like your imagination of the characters but stars the real yeah. actors Disney's like everything's canon I was by myself I, I wanted to pull up the video <laughs> and it just got hassled by like two real stormtroopers dude Yeah, and Kylo Ren got in my
4: face because Chrissy was wearing a Star Wars cat what? shirt and like the stormtroopers pulled him away it was so awesome <laughs> it, just, it is, it is so also good. like
0: too, too delicately scripted
4: yeah well I think I think how it works
0: they, don't they just have like buttons they press and it like says stuff I think so yeah. but if you've been to Universal like man that fucking Megatron will like he'll tear you down specifically yeah like, I, I make fun of your socks <laughs> your fucking your fucking Batman shoes like <laughs> I love those costumes man they're so cool but I was also alone so getting like Hassled oh. at like uh, 9.55 by two stormtroopers yeah. in is semi empty Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> That's because your device is
4: scanning a suspicious amount of frequencies. When? Which is suspicious. That's
0: profile. Dial it back, civilian.
4: Alright. Good. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Dial it back, <laughs> civilian. <laughs> Alright.
0: Oh, that's Sick of Star Wars, available exclusively at patreon.com slash along with weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst written podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper.
4: This is so wizarding.
2: Chris's Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We go even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a-watching. And for the week of June 26th through July 2nd, yeah, let's let's do some history first. 75 years ago this week, uh, the UN Charter was signed, instituting that one-world government that is destroying us all right now. (laughs) Just kidding. Regular UN accomplishes about as much as Model UN. And then... Uh, 60 years ago this week, I saw the release of Michelangelo Antonioni's L'Aventura, which I have to admit I have never seen, but has a very, very highly regarded movie, you know, bringing in some of the avant-garde European styles that uh, eventually got reflected here in Hollywood movies uh, getting into the 70s. And, um, yeah, I'm going to watch it, because I know it makes lists of, like, the best movies ever made, and I feel like a dick that... Uh, of Antonioni's movies, the one that's probably most highly regarded, La Ventura, is the one that I haven't seen yet. So tell me in the comments about uh, you know, what asshole I am, I guess, because I'm not even recommending that. Here's what I am recommending. Coming off of last week with the Blues Brothers, one of my favorite comedies, definitely my, one of my favorite musical comedies. The very next week in 1980, celebrating its 40th anniversary, is the high watermark of the parody genre, our buddy Airplane! Exclamation point. Also known as flying high exclamation point for some markets for some reason. If you haven't seen airplane or you haven't seen it in a long ass time, dude, you you need to go watch it right now. It is seriously one of the funniest damn movies ever made. It's funny enough that it's in the national film registry which I did not realize, which is very rare for comedies. You know, comedies are just sort of looked down on as like, ah, it's just something fun, just a little trifling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Airplane, directed by uh, Zucker Abrams Zucker, starring Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty, who were just uh, together on an episode of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. You want to hear them talking about the making of, your um, 40th anniversary and all that? Covering, well, I mean, airport and disaster movies, and also throwing in random-ass parodies of just about everything under the sun from... From Here to Eternity to The Singing Nun to black exploitation. How is it so much better than everything else that's like it? I don't know. Like, The Naked Gun, I love very much. By the same people. But there, there's something about their commitment to Airplane and just the raw number of jokes that are happening at any one time. Just really sells it and it is a delight oh also i should probably mention that this is the movie that made leslie nielsen become like a comedy star because he's just playing it straight just like he did in all these other old ass movies including swamp fox which is about francis marion who is the guy that the patriots kind of based on and everything is connected that's it for this week stay classic
4: KISS WENT A LITTLE LIKE this. Said, NO MORE SAILORS AND NO MORE SOLDIERS WITH YOUR NAME A HEART UP ON THE shoulders. Coming in 2010
0: yeah. with uh, My First Kiss by 303, featuring Kesha off of Streets of Gold. Uh, I really don't like this. I don't
2: either, no. It, it looks... It's, like, it's helpful for working
3: out. I suppose. Hmm. You can you can hear how that would be I like
0: got to see it with the music video and it was like if, uh... uh the girl, the, the guy Aaron dumped Andy for in the office made a pop song. And I just don't care for this. There's nobody that white who deserves to have yeah. all his music written for him. Um, yeah. And- <laughs> I also
3: don't like it when people compare body parts to food. No? <laughs> uh, it grosses me out.
0: She says that because she has a head like roasted clay. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is this is where I finally laid on the line. Yeah, Sarah. Wow! <laughs> wow! I
3: can't right. believe I that am forwarding this to
0: the RHR department. Also, <laughs> me, and this is going to be a lot for me it's to deal key- with.
3: I thought it was Keycat. She, <laughs> uh, no, she got a promotion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, harsh times. What are we going to do? She's a volunteer. Uh, welcome to 2010. <laughs> this is all going to be silly. Uh, the Panic Broadcast by Soil Work is also out this week, uh, June. 26th of July 2nd, Aphrodite by Kylie Minogue, Expo 86 by Wolf Parade, Attack of the Wolf King by The Haste of the Day, Nightwork by Scissor Sisters, and Fix at Zero by Versa. California Girls by Katy Perry, featuring Snoop Dogg, is number one. And Nightwork man. is great, by
3: the
0: way. Nightwork? Oh, Scissor, by Scissor Sisters. I, um, is it the Take Your Mama Out People? Did they? Yes. On <laughs> uh, the 2010 news uh, that, for this period, oh no! Sandra Bullock yeah. and Jesse James divorce after five glorious years of marriage.
3: Sandy, I know. good
0: for oh, her. Oh, because he was a cheater. She he was, was a, a dirty
2: cheater, cheater and cre- did creepy shit.
0: And I don't remember why. Like uh, uh, George Lopez was brought up a lot during this. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know I mean, yeah. Sandra Bullock's my best friend. Like I didn't know that. Really? I, I, I did. I didn't know that at all, but that's wonderful for some reason. Uh, Sandra Bullock crying in the arms into a, a, a much older man. Uh, he yeah. did it again. He did it again, mm-hmm. George. And then he just he just unleashes his material on her. Probably made her feel so much better. Uh, guy, Ew, What
3: material?
0: <laughs> it's stand-up.
3: What the fuck did you think not I was genius. saying? Okay. God!
0: Not- <laughs> no! I want to talk no. about stand-up, because we have something uh, really...
3: They're
0: not genetic material. No! <laughs> Oh, God. Mark Sarah down in the fucking cancellation pamphlet. She's on her third demerit. Uh, <laughs> Cut all this out. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it was fine. Um, uh, 20, June, uh, Jan, June 26th through uh, uh, July 2nd. Movies. Uh, Guy and Madeline on a park bench. Man, that sounds awesome. Awful.
3: <laughs> this Isn't title that basically the, before sunset.
0: <laughs> that sounds like self-important horseshit. Like, hey man, would you like to see a movie about my breakup? No, no, That's, I wouldn't.
2: That's why I don't understand this title. It's a. I think it's a terrible title in general. But this is the debut of Damien Chazelle, pretty much doing a lot of La La Land before he did La La Land, All right. where it, it's inspired by a lot of the same stuff, uh, except it's in black and white because it's like a student film. Uh, I think it was his film school thesis or something. And, uh, yeah, so it's like a semi musical, but yeah, it is about like a couple breaking up and, uh, it got some really solid reviews for something that's very, very tiny and indie
0: okay. and you can
2: see like, Oh, okay. I understand. like, yeah, that's why you went back to it for La La Land and with, like a budget and shit.
0: X would never forgive me if I disparaged La La Land guy. Um, love ranch. Fuck oh, God. These titles keep getting worse. Uh, <laughs> Helen Mirren and Joe Pesci. What?
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is a movie where Helen Mirren and Joe Pesci are married, and they own a brothel in Nevada. Yes. What? And it is directed by Helen Mirren's actual husband. Wow. Whoa. I would see this.
4: Yo, Alan. I did. I said, clean out the fucking whore cage. Did you clean out the fucking whore cage? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Did you clean? laughs> I. Can't. Oh, I wish we could title this whole episode of "Whore Cage."
2: Um, but... <laughs> yeah i'm kind of bummed that like the reviews were not great but yeah. you know it's it, the trailers every trailer i saw which i couldn't find like a good clip from but they, they seem to be going for a boogie nights kind of energy mm-hmm. oh and i was like okay but you know i kind of do want to just see 90 minutes of helen mirren and joe pesci in 70s finery oh, as yes.
1: couple. this
2: is the
0: Sign period where up. joe pesci was like not doing anything slash doing only the things he wanted. And if he wanted yeah. to do this, I am mad curious now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a love scene with Helen Mirren. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck sure. yourself, Spider. Uh and and, and a movie <laughs> I've watched quite a bit, uh mm. a documentary Joan Joan Rivers a Piece of Work. And this oh, is uh this, this is, is, is so a rare documentary that like this had to be made. I am so glad this exists. I recommend you all mm. watch it.
3: All stand ups are innately insecure. Age? It's the one mountain that you can't overcome. I have no one to say, Do you remember? And that is very difficult. I think they need that reassurance. It's all a
1: cover. I started with the plastic surgery, then I became the poster girl for it, and then I became the Joker.
0: Yeah, but you're still Joan Rivers, and you're one of the funniest people I've ever fucking seen. She it- is.
3: Uh, amazing. I absolutely love this documentary. I learned Mm -hmm. so much. And uh, right around the same time, she came to Tallahassee Mm -hmm. and I saw her do stand up. And I'm so, so happy that I got a chance to see her before she left us because she is so funny. Like, Mm. even when I saw her, which was not long after the um, documentary came out, Mm. and I went by myself because nobody else I knew was interested in seeing her, Mm. and it was just me and a bunch of old people and a bunch of gay guys laughing together (laughs) in the auditorium, and it was one of my favorite stand-up experiences ever. I don't know
0: why that is, because, like, as a massive, massive, massive stand-up fan, it's not only that Joan Rivers was supremely gifted in, like, just Mm. a really truly excellent comic the documentary was important cuz i just you know now because of you know twitter and podcasts like what a boys club this can be but just like it does showcase joan river's life as a stand up just being mm. alone she's mm-hmm. just alone yeah. and and she's she's all that exists she's an island unto herself and like you see her like constantly being in, in things with her daughter it's because she doesn't have like a giant brood of like worse comics like dane cook following her around like pig pens, dust cloud. Like it's just (laughs) Joan rivers is just alone and like kind of lonely, Mm -hmm. but like revered by everybody who enjoys this craft. And, and I don't know. I'm so glad this got made before she died because I don't know, man, I really, really, really like Joan rivers a lot. Mm -hmm. And and, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I walked into this thinking, Oh, well I'm glad that she's getting, you know, a retrospective because she's, you know, she was like the lone female comic out there for a long time, or Mm -hmm. one of the very few female comics for decades. Uh, And and it's just been going and going and going. And she's so fast and she's so funny. And one thing I loved about this is it kind of, it goes more into depth about like, what, what does working as a comedian look like? Mm -hmm. Like the scheduling and the travel and the roads And the trying to figure out what your next gig is going to be and trying to coordinate stuff. And then, oh, my God, her massive joke file. That's just that giant, giant, bigger than the library had card catalog of just index cards with little just one liners. Mm -hmm. And she just starts just going through
0: them. Yeah, it was. It was was
2: really interesting. Something
0: I didn't really realize until about about. (laughs) <laughs> the profession of stand up and just how how grueling it's it's grueling by nature. But um, did you ever see like uh, women aren't funny? The Bonnie McFarlane documentary. It's really good. Mm. It's just that mm. she's like one of the few. Like she even like lays it out. Like I am just one, I I got married and had a kid, and that usually takes you off the road forever. <laughs> mm. And Joan Rivers did too, but her husband fucking killed him. She just it's a tragic story of uh, a mm-hmm, husband yeah. who committed suicide and like you know family life may have taken her off the road forever and taken her out of this profession forever but tragedy struck and she spun it into being one of the funniest people in the entire universe and yeah. and I, I just wish this would have come out a few years later I forget I forget what the context was it was a fascinating thing it was Jeff Ross talking about Donald Trump because Donald Trump loved comedians mm-hmm. and he was so he's, he's like no I know this guy I've never heard him talk like this it's really weird and so he said when he confronted Donald Trump about saying racist shit while running for president, he's like, what would Joan think about this? And he's like, w- why would you say that? And he's like, because he, like, really cared about what Joan Rivers thought. Mm. He he was very <laughs> close to Joan Rivers. And Jeff Ross used that to, like, try and talk the president out of racism. Like, that's a story, <laughs> like, fuck. God, I wish she was here to tell us about, like, her relationship with our current president. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That would be what? so interesting. Yeah, I mean, this also feel like we've had kind of a timely movie in almost every – in every decade. But, I mean, this mm-hmm. is a really great one to watch considering everything that's coming out this week about women in stand-up comedy and the horseshit they have to put up with yeah. constantly mm-hmm. um, just so that they can try to do their job. Mm-hmm. It is – I just think about everything that she went through and stuff that we don't even know about that she probably had to go through while being a female comedian. And I just – oh, she's just wonderful. In the I fucking, so much. In,
0: in the 60s, in the mm-hmm. 60s, the uh-huh. shit this woman endured, I don't know, I can't even fucking imagine, and and, and just, I, I like her so much. I really Me do. Too. And And yeah. she's
3: funny as shit, too. She I really mean, when is. I saw her, when I bought tickets to see her, I was kind of thinking, this is like a legacy act. Like, I didn't really go mm-hmm. into it thinking, I'm going to laugh a lot. I'm just going, I'm seeing a, you know, a piece of history, you mm-hmm. know, and I was cracking up the entire time. I mean, she was so sharp up until the very end. Mm-hmm. She's just the best, cream I of the mean, crop. Yeah,
0: she di- she died on like the operating table or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I
2: fourteen.
0: I'm I'm happy to rec- be This to be my recommend of the week. I,
4: I really like yeah. this doc.
2: Yes, I know. Yeah, it is so weird that out of all of we've got. I think every movie on here costs like. Sixty million dollars minimum. <laughs> Most of these cost like a hundred and fifty million dollars, and the recommend of the week is going to absolutely be Joan Rivers, a piece yeah. of work, in the end, yeah. Yeah. because now we got the the big guys coming out in twenty ten, and they, oh boy. <sighs> hmm. I
0: I I I would not. I, I can't, I'm trying. I would not watch this movie if it's screened for free on the back of my eyelids. And uh. and, and <laughs> a
3: Jimmy Pardo joke.
0: Is that a Jimmy? I, I, I yeah. Did not steal a Jimmy Pardo joke. Jackson Rathbone, Nicola Pites, Cliff Curtis, Asif Mandavi, Mond- Dev Patel, and Asif no- Manvi. Asif Manvi. The Daily Show. Oh shit! I didn't Be- know that. Believe
2: me, I never stopped thinking about this while I was watching. Anytime he popped up to give some important dialogue, I just go, <laughs> "That's right, John."
0: This, this, this is the the last
4: Airbender. Get the Avatar out of here. There are those among us who can control the elements. Some want to destroy us. But only you can stop them. The Last Airbender
0: in 3D. Ready? I, oh, I I loved this show so fucking much, mm-hmm. and I was watching it on Netflix or Amazon. And it was one of those tragic situations of it just disappeared, for, the the rights expired, and in the middle of my screening, I just lost it. And all the episodes are like titled Chapter Four, Chapter Five, and it's just I like you know what I love most about Avatar: The Last Airbender, not having to read. I don't know where I am in this. 22 episode a season show it's but the show is excellent it is really good
2: that's what i've heard Mm. and i've meant to give it a bit of a shot but it's a the aesthetic is a little too anime for Mm. me that Mm. i thought it was maybe produced in japan or korea and it's that no it's an american show it's just done in that style it is
0: not i'm not i'm not slamming anime it's just like it has a it has a better roadmap and uh, pacing mm-hmm. than a lot of the anime that I've seen. Um, sure. Yeah, not, but not I've all. heard
2: I've heard the the story and the characters right. are great, and people telling me I know you hate anime, but you'll really like this, and I keep meaning to give it a shot. And I,
1: uh, I uh, mm. it it, I
0: it is it is wonderful, and it's still this is one of those things, and and occasionally people get to me and 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 make me feel wrong, but like you should, we should all like morally boycott any live action movie based on a cartoon, especially one this recent, like just Mm. don't go watch the regular story. Do not, this can't be condensed into a, into a series of films. It's going to be embarrassing. I'm not even shitting on M night Shyamalan. He's done some stuff that I've, I've like, Oh God damn it. I hated glass. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought I could say something I liked of his more recently, but I can't split. Split. I did like Split. I like Split very much. Yeah, I too. like it very much. But this this movie, like, it just looked bad. It looked like Orange and Teal. The movie. I uh, <laughs> yeah. Did.
2: Oh, it it is rough. I don't know if I can think of a director who's had a worse six years of of three movies: Lady mm-hmm. in the Water, The Happening, and then this Last Airbender. That could still then someone still gives him money. After this, because this was incredibly expensive, has a ton of special effects, and it is gobbledygook that I could not follow, even though they are constantly telling you what is happening. And I realized, oh, well, because they're condensing, yeah, like 22 episodes of a show, like a whole season of a show into one movie. So that's why it kind of feels like it just keeps going and going and going and going. And now we're going over here and now we're going over here. Let me explain who these guys are. Let me explain who these guys are. Let's, 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 and I'm mad about this and you're mad about that. And it turns out I'm over here now. And it's like, I don't give a shit. None of it makes sense. That's, I that's, can't believe they released it. It is so bad.
0: That's all I could think about when I saw this movie. Like, they they, they It has a good intro sequence to the show, but you are talking about... Four lands of wind, fire, earth, and water, which is—you don't drive home the point of why this is important in like an opening montage. Like you did need a show to re- like. This is more complicated than it seems. Like these elemental based lands, and and it's 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 crazy interesting. And once again, like everything that was visually interesting about the show looks like absolute shit with realistic oh, CG. Just-
2: so much of it takes place in the dark. Yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> never a good sign. All the acting is really rough. Like the characters feel incredibly flat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't really ever care. They keep telling me where they're going and what they're doing, and I I never care. And it just feels like they're going to the same three places over and over and over again. When I guess they're not, but okay. So this kid's <laughs> got he's 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 got uh, the power to move air, and he's the last one who's got that power, and he can become the avatar and he can have the power to move all four elements and each mm-hmm. village or area okay these those people can move earth and those people can move fire and the fire guys are bad and people like when casting came out we're like oh this is cool that mi night Shyamalan is putting a lot of south asian actors in this we've got mm-hmm. a lot of you know indian indian american actors but they're all the bad guys so
0: <laughs> oh no
2: <laughs> i think that's weird for an indian american director to, to like hmm i don't
0: I'm no, sure it wasn't his poor, call.
2: Poor Dev Patel, who can't mm. act. He does just—he walks around with such a frowny face, and I just kept giggling every time he pops up, and they're like, oh, no, it's that guy. He's dangerous or scary or something. And I'm like, he's a little frowny face emoji. Come <laughs> on. Oh, this is bad. Everything you've heard is true and worse. It is unwatchable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 everyone I trust led me to believe I shouldn't go anywhere near this, especially as I haven't finished the series, which I started like eight years ago. But I, I fucking loved it and I cannot wait to fit. It was just added to Netflix. Watch that instead of this. And Jesus Christ, I have no idea if this is going to be any more easy to talk about. Uh,
3: Ugh. No. Jackson uh,
0: Rathbone, uh, Elizabeth. Again. Here he is
3: again. <laughs> yeah, I thought you had actually skipped over The Last Airbender no. to talk about this movie. And then I realized poor Jackson Rathbone is having a rough week.
0: Uh, Jackson Rathbone, Elizabeth Reiser, Peter uh, Fascinelli. I know who that guy is. He's Sylvester Stallone's Peter
1: kid.
0: Peter Uh, Ashley Green, Dakota Fanning, Bryce Ellis Howard, Taylor Lautner. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart. I had no idea Bryce Dallas Howard was in this. Uh, yeah. twi- the Twilight Saga Eclipse, and I'm told this is part three. It's mm-hmm. part three? Yes. Okay.
3: Seattle is in a state of terror.
0: They're stronger. An army of vampires. No. They're deadlier. No human army could stand
1: against them. We'll protect you no matter what. On June 30th. It's an ugly fight. Lives lost. We're in. We'll to work together. <clears throat>
4: There's something new to fear. The Twilight Saga Eclipse, rated PG-13, in theaters and IMAX, June 30th. You gotta
0: see this in IMAX, bro. Oh,
3: man. (laughs) (laughs) This movie. Uh, I think I got about halfway through my rewatch because I saw it when it came out. I had a but a group of gal pals and we would go and you know have drinks beforehand, then go watch it together. You guys and are
0: crazy.
3: Our, I we were cutting crazy. up. Let me just oh say, God. I mean, got a couple of moscados in us <laughs> and some mini quiches and we hit the town. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Uh,
3: and so I was like well let me revisit this a little bit Um, no it is not good it's quite dreadful (laughs) actually and it's I it really really I think this is the movie that really drives home the hardest that these two men are fighting to control this woman Mm. and also her dad too kind of is trying to control or just like men are just Mm trying to control everything she does and seeing edward the vampire man's like actions in a new light is like this is predatory and yeah concerning
2: yeah i so i have watched all of the twilight movies i watched them all as like a bad movie sunday thing so i can say with authority because i've actually seen them i fucking hate them Mm -hmm. i hate twilight i hate what it says to young girls, I understand why it's popular. Uh, it is bad for you. The lessons in it are bad for you, children. Mm. And most of the movies are really bad. This is the best one of them, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. That doesn't make it a good movie, but mm. it is. I found it more watchable, more more watchable, and way less objectionable than the other ones. Cause remember the last, the second one that we talked about, I was mad for days after it. I was like, what the fuck is this character that I'm supposed to care about? And she's like throwing herself off clips to get attention from a boy.
1: Fuck.
2: <laughs> and he's just so controlling and abusive and is treated because it's so romantic. And it's like, nah and there's still plenty of that in here, but it actually has something of a plot. Uh, stakes a timetable and things happen. And that, that pretty gross. much doesn't happen in any of the other ones. They actually have an adversary. You understand why they're dangerous. They're like, all oh, these feral new vampires Bryce Dallas Howard made because she's so pissed off at Kristen Stewart, so she's just going to send an army of monsters after her. Okay, fine. Cool. All right. And, and then the vampires and the werewolves got to get together and and decide uh, and try to protect her. Okay. Mm-hmm fine. Thank you. We actually have something like a plot. (sighs) I just keep, I
3: kept watching this and thinking about the perspective of her poor dad. Who's just like, Mm -hmm. this guy's bad news. I really don't want you to be hanging out with her. And she's like, dad, I'll do what I want. And then this like bad news guy. keeps showing up at their house and showing up in our car. And like, where are you Mm -hmm. going? And her dad is just like, why don't you just play with your normal friends for a while? Too? Like, <laughs> you don't understand dad. dad. It's just, it's
2: just, dad. yeah. And dad. he's like, Oh, you're spending time with your male friend. I'm going to disable your car. So you can't go see him. That's abuse. Yes. Yeah. That's not sexy. That's yeah. not, Oh, he gets so jealous. Cause he loves me. No, <laughs> this does have one scene that, Oh my God. The, the comedic possibilities. it it just blew my mind because the whole thing about these vampires in, in Twilight is they're like X-Men. They all, each one of them has some sort of power Mm -hmm. and Robert Pattinson is, he can read people's minds. He can see what they're thinking. And, and there's a scene where it's like, they're it's, they have to camp out for some reason. And because he's a vampire, he's ice cold and uh, Bella's really cold. So she, she cuddles up with werewolf guy to keep, to stay warm. And he's just like, Hey, you're cuddling my girlfriend. Keep your thoughts to yourself. And I realized I want to see an entire movie of Jacob just torturing him with sick thoughts of like, <laughs> hey, if you don't leave her alone, uh, here's your mom eating my ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Okay, here's me and your mom having sex on the body of your dead dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is your grandma spitting in my mouth? See, I can I can weigh mm-hmm. in on this kind of stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, just aristocrats it, man. Just the <laughs> sickest shit you can think of. Go for it. And just drive him insane. He runs away. Ah, it's more of a curse than a blessing. Ah. Yeah,
0: teach you how to come into my house without knocking again. Yeah.
2: I Also, I do have
3: to say, though, and I think we say this every time we talk about the Twilight movie franchise. It's quite it's very interesting that these horrible movies gave us two of our most interesting actors now. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I absolutely love Kristen Stewart and her what she's doing with her life and every all the choices that she's making. Like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. very very into it. Um and Robert Pattinson apparently is also making some very strange and interesting choices. I have
0: never seen the Twilight yeah. movies, but Robert Pattinson is like if he's in a movie, I this is going to be good or interesting yeah. my brain says. Well, he's
3: he's going to be yeah. in the new Christopher Nolan Tenet. Yep which it's pretty, yep. everyone in my house is pretty excited about. Also, this movie is... I mean, I imagine it had a humongous budget because we were in the age of the vampire craze, and they did not spend two cents on the wigs. <laughs> <laughs> it is... The wig work in this movie is atrocious. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, and they took all these hot people, like, mm-hmm. objectively conventionally attractive people and then plopped a ratty old wig on top of (laughs) all their heads. Like, why would you do this? (laughs) I don't get it. And that is the worst thing about this movie, if you ask me. Wig work. Mm, Wig (sighs) work.
0: I I, I happen to know I'm going to go enjoy uh, some Kristen Stewart tonight that's in a dirty didn't mean to. Uh, The the news that uh, the uh, the movie we talked about on this show, Into the Wild, they just moved the bus out of the um uh, Alaskan Outback from Into oh. the Wild cuz too many people were dying to see mm. the place where the main character died and she I that was the, the first movie I ever saw her in and the mm-hmm. only thing I had to add, add to this conversation I uh, I'm reading her name is Bella Swan Bella Swan mm-hmm. yeah and that is all I know about the... <laughs> that is a ridiculous yeah. name <laughs> that is something mm-hmm. a girl names a teddy bear and
2: <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not good yeah,
0: I it's, know, it's, a, it's like I, I mean,
3: you have to think. 2010 vampire craze has swept the nations mm-hmm. and flooded the basements of
0: the CW. many
3: people oh, who oh, are yes. into that sort of thing. <laughs> we were in peak True Blood, <laughs> peak Twilight. It was a thing. It vampire was a craze. Derby. I got into it. Yeah. It was. It's fine.
0: No, I, I get it. I get. It. Uh, but um, like, I, I didn't weigh in on this at the time because I thought it was embarrassing how hard. Twitter was trying to dunk on this thing it's never seen and doesn't care about. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, yeah, this is embarrassing. It's
1: popular
2: with girls, it's so I hate it. It's popular with girls, so right. it
0: sucks. And like, normally, yeah. like, we don't do that at all, but it's also like, I wasn't paying enough attention to, like, is this a shitty movie for young girls to like? That's the mm-hmm. criticism we don't levy at a lot of films, but you guys have brought it up every fucking time we've talked about Twilight. And that's the that's only funny. thing that makes me want yeah. to watch them through crooked fingers. Uh, <laughs> just because, like, well, something this mainstream and this fucking, uh, I don't know, I want to say sexist. What's the right word here? Repressive?
3: Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a good word. I mean, it's not a conversation we have very often because not a lot of movies are made for young girls.
0: mm
1: Yeah. It's
3: just not something that really happens that often. So, you don't have to have that conversation. I watch Harriet
0: the Spy like every week. You can relax on that. No, I I know what you're saying. I know you're saying. I I know what you're saying. It's just that, like, um, but I I don't know of a movie that this popular that, like, people I know and care about and believe what they say that, like, this is bad. This is genuinely bad. I don't say that about movies. I didn't say that about Rocky and Bullwinkle or Ghost Dad. This is this is morally <laughs> harmful for you to watch. I'd rather you not give Bill Cosby money, but like mm. this is this is a this is weird. And, and thankfully, it was kind of an anomaly because we didn't get a lot more Christian allegories um, mm. <laughs> uh, like this. No, we
3: went from this to sort of the um, Catching Fire, mm-hmm. Hunger Games, Hunger Games, yeah. We yeah, it's went like. from Hunger this Games. to Hunger <laughs> Games, and that was a good, I think, transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If we're talking about adapting young adult stuff into you uh, movies, so and mm-hmm. then we had all the Hunger Games knockoffs that came after that. Yeah, Maze, your Maze Runners, your Divergence. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Did any of those finish up? I, I don't remember.
3: Your <laughs> Mortal Engines.
0: Don't you throw Peter no. Jackson into this? That movie's <laughs> excellent. That's the Starship Troopers of our era. No, I have not seen it. Oh. <laughs> But I, I I'm terrified. I don't know. Like I've always been terrified to watch. I remember I watched a riff tracks montage. And I'm like, this cannot be an actual movie.
3: Mm-hmm. These effects are so
0: bad, and this dialogue oh, yeah. is so weird, oh, yeah. and, and this lighting is so silly.
3: Oh yeah! Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah! Ugh. It's all it's yeah. all there. Okay, so. Uh, now, moving on to better lady accomplishments in the television, mm-hmm. Mary Shelley's yeah. Frankenholt debuts. <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like I'm the only person who watched this. But, I loved it. Uh, it did, I loved it. Yeah, it did two seasons on Adult Swim. It's from Dino Stamatopoulos, mm-hmm. Starbirds, mm-hmm. and it was incredibly weird, but also had, like, a lot of really fun, creative ideas, and it totally, like, loved classic Universal Monsters stuff, and there's some episodes that just, damn, they're good.
0: Yeah, I think I think if I'm being completely facile. honest, I love all kinds of animation. I think stop motion sort of hampered it because mm-hmm. uh it, it's it's about like it's about basically like like Frankenstein the doctor, but mm-hmm. he's he it's Rick and Morty. <laughs> it is. It's like they travel through time and they fuck with reality and they use their genius for a bunch of bad purposes uh and it's from the guy who helped produce Rick and Morty. So I'm not completely mm-hmm. out of line here, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's good. It, it, it's just like um, the, you are limited in stop motion. Um, it's the moral, or oral people. Uh, if mm-hmm. you don't, it, it, so it looks. It looks a lot like that. Scott Adsit is a wonderful voice in it. That's all I can remember. But uh, I, I, I thought it was. I really liked it. Would have liked to have seen more of it. You know who I never said that about Craig Kilborn. Uh, I know mm. we, we talked recently on this show about a 20 year old phenomenon where Jon Stewart takes over the Daily Show. And Craig Kilbourne was the guy who started the Daily Show. He'd worked for two <laughs> years on it and left to go take over the spot after Letterman. And then like after four and a half years, he's like, I don't care anymore, I'm done. And like, what? You're not gonna wait for to be canceled? Like, yeah, I don't I just don't care. He had he like I, I don't know anything I don't know much about that guy because I didn't watch Sports Center and that's where mm-hmm. he became famous. But I think he said he like never he like lived in the hotel in LA the entire time. He never like bought a house or anything. And just sort of like yeah. had the company pay for him to live in a hotel, and just like saved his money, and like ah, I am gonna go be an actor. I saw him in Old School, and I have never seen him again. I watched that yeah. guy multiple mm-hmm. times a day, every day for two years, only to watch him disappear multiple times. And then he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I think I'll come back and do a talk show thing for Fox." And because of the Conan, like the Conan Leno fiasco, Fox affiliate said, "We're not carrying your show. We would rather mm-hmm. run." a rerun of friends or family guy, then take a chance on your new talk show. So this, I have never seen a fucking frame of the Kilbourne file. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm a little curious cause I did. I love the daily show because of Craig Kilbourne and, and, and Liz Wood's Winstead. But, but like I, I always wanted to see him do something else. And like, it's shocking to me that for almost a year he did every night and none of us got a chance to see it. Uh, at least we didn't, and 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 then rounding out the games. This is what we'll be talking about and more in depth in the Patreon. Uh, Sit and punishment, two or Star Successor, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Lego Harry Potter one through four. They're really trying to get in, get them in there. Uh, Singularity is out, and um, one of Michael's favorites, Naughty Bear, a game where you're a naughty bear who kills, does bad things to people. As a <laughs> beautiful bear, he should show it to, it's a silly game, and I, I am glad it exists. And I am also realizing we recorded that until like three in the morning and I'm too drunk to remember what we said about it. But that's <laughs> that's my plug. That's my tease. Patreon.com slash lasertime. Many lovely people help make this a show a reality, not unlike Joshua Clazer and many other fine people at patreon.com slash lasertime. Five bucks. Get you a bunch of free shit, over a hundred movie commentaries, more stuff to come. Sick of Star Wars? Thirty Twenty Ten games, a weekly bonus show. Just help us out, man. It'd be really, really nice here. And uh, don't put yourself out. Times are tough, uh, but you know if you can, you can do that. Anyway, Diana, where can people find you? And
2: you can follow me on the Twitter at ListenAnerd L E C I N E N E R D, or follow the show at Thirty Twenty Ten Podcast three zero two zero one zero podcast. And
0: uh, see, do not skip the plugs because we have a we have a quiz afterwards, such as our uh, we learn who who was born and who died. But th- this isn't the quiz part. But who died this week? And this is tragic yet expected.
2: <laughs> uh, this one this one gets me. Uh, in two thousand, this week we lost Walter Matthau. He was seventy nine. And uh, speaking of the Gilbert Gottfried podcast again, Lemon and Matthau's sons were on an, an wow. episode for Father's kidding? Day.
1: Oh, oh wow! And what's idea. weird
2: is they both sound quite a bit like their parents like you can hear it especially especially Chris Lemon Uh, that's uh,
0: hogwash Diana like
2: (laughs) oh it's there but Walter Matthau probably the least likely movie star in all of history Mm. I just based on but sheer talent pushed him through even though he looks like an old boot
0: I I can't Uh, I can't, he, he does. He does look like the human equivalent of like that '70s sad basset hound ceramic phase. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And like, I can't think of anything else like it. Like, where he became like a second movie star when I was a little kid. So I'm watching mm-hmm. Grumpy Old Men and Dennis the Menace, and then my dad's like, "Oh, you like Walter Matthau? You should watch this movie." I'm like, "He's in other movies, like, yeah, <laughs> for like the last fifty fucking years." So now when I see Walter Matthau in a movie anytime. Uh, mostly on television, I'm like, yeah, I, I like this guy. I like this Dennis the Menace guy, <laughs> the grumpy old man guy. <laughs> See, uh, yes, uh, it, it What's Sea of Love, Two by C. I I forget what it was called, but out to sea, uh, out to sea. Yeah, we talked about that one, and oh uh, yeah, I just watched the Sunshine Boys. Just cause I was like, yeah, Walter uh. Matthau's in it. I'll watch it, and like, I'm really glad this happened. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> uh, I'm really glad I like Walter Matthau. He doesn't have, yeah. he doesn't, he, he probably. He, well, all reports say he's not a piece of shit uh, And he only said the F word in a couple movies <laughs> <laughs> But it's always really weird to hear cool. You're slimy <laughs> uh, Yeah, love Walter Matthau And with yeah. that out of the way We gotta figure out who lived This week The Bubble
2: Birthday Quiz Birthdays.
4: Oh, birthday is A doodly-doo A ding-dong-goodly-dooly Ding-dong-doo oh,
2: Okay, well, before we start the birthday quiz, as we always do this time of year, should, knock on wood, nothing happened, July 1st, Olivia de Havilland will be 104.
1: Woo-wee!
2: Yeah, that's, she was in Gone with the Wind, everyone.
0: <laughs> what does the she think about all this? the last star of the 30s. The last
2: star of the 30s we have, she is 104!
0: Diana always impressed this upon me, you would say, she is the last, one of the, like, if not the last living... Piece of Hollywood lore left among us, and she's still kind of there and can talk.
2: Yeah, and yeah. Apparently, she's she's there. She just lives she, in Paris. Yeah. enjoys her dates. Damn, so, she cool. gives
0: she gives an interview like Sounds once every fun. two years, and like seems to have all her bearings. And like, I don't know. That's it's something worth cherishing. I think uh, there's just someone who has that much knowledge of the rest. Of, she, I hope she writes a fucking book with her last couple. Was last <laughs> couple of I was going to say days, but I mm. meant years. Olivia, you got years. Yeah. Oh
2: God. <laughs> ah, so bookending someone turning 104 this week we have someone who was born during the show What? born july 2nd 1990, 1990 turning 30 yeah. years old born in dalby queensland australia she worked three jobs in high school to help her single mom and moved to melbourne at 17 to begin acting uh, she got her first film lead in a movie called icu without an agent
0: mm-hmm. it's not margot robbie right
2: it is Margot Robbie. Oh, wow. It. God damn it. Nicely done. She's
0: 30? I, I cannot did, look at her the same way. Anymore. I did
2: not even get to that she guested on Neighbors in 2008, which means that makes her an actual Australian actor cuz everyone did that.
0: Wow. I don't even know what that is? Uh
2: yeah, and she was uh, promoted to series regular for three seasons. Neighbors is a every weekday half-hour soap opera. Oh cool. And Every actor in Australia has appeared on Neighbors at some point or another. I did not realize that she was uh, on the show Pan Am with Christina Ricci, which went one season.
0: I oh, I, and I have liked critics said p- it
2: was good, but I never saw
0: it. I, I pictures of that that show are very good, but yes. I also really really <laughs> like the way that both those people look, and I really like those outfits.
2: They they are great outfits.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, getting her break in 2008 on Neighbors. Since then, uh, she has two Oscar nominations. Deserved more, honestly, she deserved more. And uh, she was 23 when she did Wolf of Wall Street. That's wild, 20 I, fucking three. When I was 23, I couldn't find my keys.
0: I and she's the star and producer of the best superhero movie of 2020. It's they had yep. they had to yep. delay the Oscars, otherwise, Harley Quinn Birds of, Pre- Birds of Prey would have taken everything. <laughs> I assure you, it's better than Scoob. It's really
2: good.
3: I loved Birds of <laughs> Prey.
2: Yeah. It's so weird that because, you know, her actually starting acting in 2008, we've never talked about anything she's been in because wow. it been in the last 10 years yeah so it's gonna take us forever to talk about about time peter rabbit whiskey tango foxtrot mary queen of Scots, legend of tarzan bombshell big short once upon a time in hollywood i tanya birds of prey wolf of wall street i tanya i love that's so
0: i've never thought about that in regards to our show that there's certain people we'll just never get to talk about we we've just
2: able- this is the first time we get to talk about her is because she was born <laughs> so happy birthday no no we, we,
0: we've talked about jennifer lawrence movies before but uh, yeah, Margot Robbie. Barely. We yeah. actually I
2: think next week we have Jennifer Lawrence's first yeah. big movie. Oh okay. yeah. I think
0: she was just a birthday quiz then. Uh, yes. Also. Probably. Okay, well that about wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash LaserTime helps support us, uh, the people you hear in every show on the laser Time Network. Which includes Video Game of Apocalypse, thirty twenty ten, laser time, Paddukin, bonus time, sick of Star Wars, and more. Um, we're gonna close out with I Tripped Over the Ottoman by the Dead Milkman
2: the best song about Dick Van Dyke becoming a serial killer that's yeah. ever been written. Ooh. By the because, genre. Because more Amsterdam can make a sane man crazy. Maury Amsterdam can make a nice
1: guy kill.
0: Let's close out with the Dead milkman. We will see you guys in one week's time. They call me Robert
1: Petty I live in New Rochelle with my wife and son Bridget, but now my life up in hell because I took over the Ottoman once and many times I took over the